So please be advised that on Thursday, November 5th, from 5 p.m. to 6.30, there will be, it should say, building and ground subcommittee meeting held through remote participation via Zoom. Pursuant to Governor Baker's March 12th order suspending certain provisions of the open meeting law, the chapter 30A, section 18, and the governor's March 15, 2020 order imposing strict limitations on the number of people that may gather in one place, this meeting of the Memphis School Committee will be conducted via remote participation to the greatest extent possible. Specific information and general guidelines for remote participation by members of the public and or parties with the right and or requirement to attend this meeting can be found on City of Medford website at www.medfordma.org. For this meeting, members of the public who wish to listen to watch the meeting may do so by accessing the meeting link contained herein. No in-person attendance of members of the public will be permitted, but every effort will be made to ensure that the public can adequately access proceedings in real time via technological means. In the event that we are unable to do so, despite best efforts, we will post on the City of Medford or, or Medford Community Media website an audio or video recordings, transcript, or other comprehensive record of proceedings as soon as possible after the meeting. The meeting can be viewed through Medford Community Media on Comcast Channel 22 and Verizon Channel 43 at 5 p.m. Since the meeting will be held remotely, participants can join, log, or call in by using the following link or call-in number. They can join Zoom, um, and the, it's typing in https colon backslash backslash zoom dot us backslash j backslash nine seven one zero five two eight four five three one, or they can call in by dialing one three. 0171585592 and the meeting ID number is 9710528453 pound Additionally questions or comments can be submitted during the meeting by emailing kcrets at medford.k12.ma.us and the name is spelled k k r e a t z at medford.k12.ma.us. Those submitting must include the following information. Your first name, last name, your Medford Street address, your question and comment. Um, so, um, Ms. Vandekoot, would you mind doing the roll call for attendance? She, went she disappeared. The oh, okay. She she, okay. <laughs> Somebody no said problem. they would be right back. Yeah, that's right. Okay, no problem. Yep. All right. So, uh, Ms. we're I'm ready back. to do the roll call. Thank roll call. you. Yeah. I yep. Kathy, 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 Hey, Pippi. Kathy, 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 are you kidding? My son, uh, the hours on school committee, right? My son has this, this like radar that the second I'm ready to unmute and present, he darts into the room and climbs over my back. It's like really. Well, Pippi has the same radar. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, okay. So, um, 
Yep, we're still waiting for Class Anderson to arrive. Um, so what I think we'll do, what we'll do first off is, you know, I just want to welcome everybody who's here to the first Building and Ground Subcommittee meeting of the year. Welcome back. <laughs> um, and um, that was going to be the welcome introduction. And then once Class joins us, I can introduce him, you know, once he comes on, um, you know, hopefully not, nothing came up and you know, might not be able to make it, I'm not sure. Um, so then the next item on the agenda is the upcoming meeting schedule. And um, I noticed while I was practicing reading the long beginning that I have 2020 dates instead of 2021. And um, so I apologize. I obviously I meant 2021 <laughs> and I didn't even notice it. I was reading, I'm like, what, March 3rd, 2020? So I'm sorry, I'll send a correction over to Susie later on. So um, for the record, I wanted to know with my colleagues is Wednesday, March 3rd, 2021, 5 p.m. to 6.30, good. And Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021, 5 p.m. to 6.30, is that a good time? These were just like rough dates. That the, I just question, Kat, yeah. the question is, when will graduation be? Paul might know that. Or That's Chad. a good question. Do you know that, Mrs. Deleva? I'm sorry, I was muted. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, when is graduation this year? plan of keeping it um, the first Wednesday in June. Okay. And this, I think, is a Wednesday, so let me yeah. take a look at the calendar here. Oh. I think it's the first Wednesday in June is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's right. exactly yeah. what I... Okay. Yeah. So that's not going to be good. So maybe what we'll do is... I'm just going to quickly go on to the... Um, the school calendar um, that uh, Susie has gotten ready for us. One moment. I'm just going to pop over there. Mm -hmm. uh, Kathy, I'm sorry. I didn't hear what you said. It would be better to have a May meeting prior to um, uh, doing the budget. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a great idea. So I'm going to look quickly at the um, the calendar that Susie has for everything and just see if anything, you know, what the schedule looks like in, in May. And maybe we can come up with a date there. I'm opening it up right now. Okay, you could send it to us yet later, too. Okay, yeah. So what I'll do is like when we get done with the meeting, um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll email uh, Paul um, Mr. Russo and Ms. Van de Kloot, and oh. we can come up with another date. <laughs> um, yep. All right. So then the next item on the agenda is the career technical shop renovation updates. Mr. Fallon. Thank you, Kathy. Do you mind if I share my screen? Not at all. Please do. Oh, you need to uh, enable oh, it, please. Oh, yeah, that's right. I click on that. Okay, sure. No problem. <laughs> yes, the first meeting I'm running. <laughs> Okay, so you should be able to do that. Okay, so an update on our building projects. Um, I probably, in, in my world, the only good thing about our students not being in session was that it did allow me the opportunity to do some much needed um, renovations and uh, refreshing some of our programs. I'm just gonna bring you through a very quick presentation now to let you know where we're at and the work that still needs to be done. Um, for those of you who I haven't met, my name is Chad Fallon. I'm the principal of Medford Vocational Technical High School. I just started my fourth year, and we have a lot of exciting things happening here. So just to share with you kind of our goal, um, we're continuing to upgrade our 15 career and technical education programs to maintain industry-level workspaces that provide students authentic environments in which to learn. As of this school year, 
We're happy to report that over the last five years, 12 of our 15 programs have been updated and or renovated. So we'll start with some of the completed projects. Um, as I spoke about before, and as you probably heard, our robotics and engineering program um, is completed. That was due to a 287,000 skills capital grant that we wrote for. That includes a classroom, a lab, and an engineering shop space. The paint uh, and that the painting and labor was provided by the painters union, the local 35. That project is complete. The pictures you see on the right, this is one, um, uh, one of the programs that I took the opportunity while students were in session, we painted the ceilings. You see on the upper right-hand corner was a before and the lower picture is an after. So we painted it black. It really makes the space pop. Also the lights that you see were part of an LED lighting project that we did over the course of last year. We were able to redo the lighting in auto tech, metal fab, construction craft laborers, <coughs> and early childhood education. That's actually um, quite a, a cost savings to the district as well. Um, uh, Alicia Hunt, who's on the call, was instrumental in helping us get that grant. So thank you, Alicia. Programming and web development. So when robotics and engineering moved out of their current space, we were able to take the space that program, uh, that robotics was in and move programming and web development, which is one of our most popular programs right now. And we moved them into a new space. So through a partnership we have with the Furniture Trust, I was able to purchase 25 workstations, which at the time I had no idea would be dealing with six foot social distancing, but now it lends itself very well to the, the world we live in. Um, these workstations will provide um, students ample workspace um, and also provide some, some, some social distancing. So 25 new workstations, I had new carpet squares installed, we painted, and we also have new computers for this program, which was a $46,000 expense through our Perkins grant last year. In the former programming and web space, we, that's a space that actually um, is adjoined by the construction craft laborers program and the carpentry shop. So we were able to take that space and make it into a construction technology lab. Um, the pictures here are desks that were built by the students and the instructors. So that the, again, when you look at the, the gray desks, they actually lend themselves quite well to our learning scenario now where students aren't too close to each other. Um, the teacher built these specifically for the computers that he had. This will be utilized by the construction and the carpentry program. And then the table you see on the left is a demonstration table that they built to provide demonstrations to the students. Um, so current, so those are completed projects. For our current projects, cosmetology. So this is a program project that started last year. And then we kind of stopped construction for a little while after the building shut down and we've um, resumed construction over the last month. So this was again, a private donor who um, was generous to give us $100,000 to put towards this program. I'm happy to say that we're right at about $65,000 of spending now. Um, and the only things I have, we're gonna come in right, right on budget. Um, we've done painting, we've done electrical work. We've had all plumbing put in there for sinks. Um, if you've been into the bistro, you know that we were able to utilize the, the um, marble that was used in the 70s here when the school was built. Time, times must have been good here in Medford. They used marble for the um, dividers in the, in the locker room. So we used a lot of that for the counters in the bistro. And I was able to use the, rent, the remaining pieces of that 
um, and I'm going to be using it in cosmetology. So when you look at the pictures here, the first picture on the left, that long table, um, picture in the middle here, there's going to be rod iron uh, circular mirrors that my metal, fabrica metal fabrication students are going to be welding. The marble counter is going to go on top and it's going to spill off the side. So it's going to be really mm -hmm. pleasing to look at. Um, there'll be a station on each side of this uh, um, counter. So this will be a total of 12 stations. There'll be six mirrors, but it'll be 12 stations, one on each side. So when the client comes in, they're going to be sitting either on the right or on the left, and the students have ample space to work. Uh, the picture on the right is built-in bookshelves that we had our carpentry instructor build to hide the um, vent pipes that I had to put in. And then if you look just below the, the shelves, these were four plumbing fixtures. When we had the students uh, help us decide what they wanted in the new salon, they told us that the industry right now was trending towards the stand behind sinks as opposed to the stand uh, beside sinks. So the bottom picture shows you that we had to build a wall because we're bringing six of our sinks from the current shop up to this new shop, but we're putting in four stand behind sinks. So when the client is sitting in their chair, they'll be looking out this beautiful window. Um, and a lot of natural light in this space too. So we're on track now to finish um, within the next couple of weeks. Um, the next step, the, the marble is getting fabricated right now. That'll be in in about a week. Then you can see in the back of the picture here where the counter is, we have flooring that's gonna be going in. We have window treatments and blinds that are going in and then um, really just finishing touches at that point. Great. And it's gonna be called the Priscilla Hoff Salon after um, uh, Charles Hoff, he, uh, Jack Hoff, uh, was his mother, who was a Medford High School student. He was the donor. So, um, and it actually has a really nice ring to it. I kind of feel it. I go with it. Questions so far? <laughs> yeah. No, it looks yeah. great. It looks, yeah, it looks. Yeah, beautiful. it's really yeah. coming along nice. The, um, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. This project is like uh, a once in a lifetime. So again, obviously, it's horrible not to have students with us, but we never would have been able to do this if students were in session. So with the partnership I have with the local painters union, they were in a dilemma because they have an apprenticeship program. Their apprenticeship program right now really depends on them getting their students out on um, We're not able to get our kids on job sites because of COVID. So the apprentice program was having a hard time finding places to work. So when they, when they finished with our metal fab program, I was afraid to ask, but I figured, what the heck? I said, well, listen, we have an automotive shop that my two teachers have been uh, incredible in, in cleaning the space out and, and doing everything they could. But we had had some quotes to have the floor done. When I first started, we got a quote for $65,000 to have the floor and automotive properly surfaced. So this picture here on the mm -hmm. bottom left was mm -hmm. before. And this is what it looked like when they started grinding it. The picture on the upper right is just to show you the process. So one of the apprentice uh, students said, could we do something fun in this bay? Could, could I paint like a racing flag? And I was like, yeah, go for it. So her name was Ashley. She took it upon herself to make this space. Um, she did this kind of special design here. The sand that you're seeing is part of the epoxy process. So it's like you, I learned a lot about it because Sherwin-Williams came out and gave us the demonstration. Um, you put down your first coat, you let that dry no more than eight hours. And then between eight hours and 10 hours, you throw sand down and then you let that dry. And then you go back with the broom, you sweep it all up and that sand adds, adds as traction. And then you put your top coat on. So the picture in the bottom right is what it looks like now. They also painted the walls on the side. So the automotive shop got more than a facelift. Um, 
And the reason why I tell you the price is because we were quoted 65,000 when I first started mm-hmm. and we had a, um, an est- we had a guy come in to give us an estimate right before we went. Um, we almost did it just to almost just to kind of find out what product this company would have used. And their quote came in at $99,000. I didn't pay a cent for this. Um, not only were was the apprentice program gracious enough to, to provide us the labor. So we, we had first, second, and third year apprentices um, over the course of a month. They came in different groups. I buy them lunch every Friday. Um, that's the least I can do for them. They came in and did this whole project. And then I was going to probably have to spend about $10,000 in paint. But between the Painters Union and Sherwin-Williams, they cost shared that. And we didn't have to pay a, a dime. Wow. So wow. great. Really that like a, awesome. a lifetime project. So I'm really excited about that. Like that price tag. By the way, I've got some work at my house. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and that's an update. Um, so mm-hmm. we're trying to do the best we can in in kind of some crazy times to keep things uh, moving along over here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time. I'm open to any questions you may have. Thank you very much for the update. Everything was it looks fantastic. Everything I can't wait to actually go into the schools. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and um, thank you. Does anybody have any questions for Mr. Fallon? I don't. I just want to say thank you, Chad. It looks great. Thank you. Yeah, and thanks really for asking. Good. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if you don't mm-hmm. ask, <laughs> you certainly can't get the answer you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I also. To want to just say thank you to Chad for the work that he's doing um, to really continue to improve the vocational programming and securing the great resources and partnerships so that the students will really be able to have um, state-of-the-art brand spanking new facilities. So I, I just can't wait until we have the kids back for them to see the beautiful space and I want to thank Alicia as well for her continued um, support of the schools in terms of finding wonderful ways to get um, energy efficient green resources to the schools. So I want to thank her also just for joining and being on this call today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And Mr. Fallon, would you be able to share that presentation with me via email? And we can put it in the building and grounds um, subcommittee folder. Sure, I'll do that right now. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I do have um, Mr. Kles Anderson. He is on the he is on the call right now, um, and um, I'm going to unmute you, Kles. And do, do you still need some more time to get? I know you just got into the meeting, and I think you needed a little bit more time. No, I, I'm. I can go talk whenever. Okay. Okay. I just want to make sure. Um, so, um, I just have to read a brief update. Um, so, I'm going to. I'm reading the next agenda item four, Milford High School Alumni Brick Fundraiser. So I'm going to provide the update. So currently right now, the Brick Fundraiser is on hold. Um, and, you know, you know, once I can communicate with Bill and we can get, you know, find out some more updates, I will, you know, have something for maybe hopefully for the next meeting. So I just want to share that really that brief update. And, um, and then I just wanted to, um, you missed the introduction. So I just want Wanted to welcome you um, to the meeting, Kles. And um, so Kles is, he's joining the meeting today and I want to introduce him. So Kles, and I hope I'm saying your last name correctly. Is it Andresen? 
Is that correct? Okay, perfect. All right, great. Um, and so uh, Clace is a parent, an architect, a community board member. And this past summer, I was on vacation in Ms. Van Kloot and along with my fellow subcommittee members and the mayor, Mr. McLaughlin, Mr. Carr, and another parent, Carolyn Montello, who's on the call today as well. Um, toward the Memphis High School front entrance, and Kless um, volunteered to put together a design of the Memphis High School entrance um, for us to see, and he's going to show that tonight. And we're very fortunate to have him, you know, helping us. Also, he has a son attending Memphis High School and a daughter who is in middle school. And so, thank you, and thank you for being here, and welcome. Um, so, the next agenda item is. Um, agenda item five, Milford High School front entrance, scope and design plans, Mr. Kless Andresen. Thank you. So uh, I can actually, if you if you have anything, do you have something to share on the screen, Kless? I thought I would just share the PDF that I sure. previously That's, circulated. Yep. And I That's can just, yeah. Sure. So let me, I think I just have to do share screen. So I've just given you permission to share. Oh, let me know if you've got it. Um, yep. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Can everybody see this? Yep. Uh, let me see. There we go. Sorry. Oh, that's better. So thanks everyone um, for having me tonight. Um, uh, also, sorry for being late. I had uh, the wrong time in my head, so. No <laughs> Don't worry. Um, uh, yeah, so um, we met out at the um, out at the site um, earlier in the summer. I can't believe how fast time is flying. Um, and um, we talked through this idea of um, how this how this area of brick in front of the school and the main entry to the school could be sort of a fundraising opportunity and how we could do something fun and inviting, um, make the entry look a little nicer um, and just, you know, coming up with some ideas. And I thought, you know, the idea of the bricks was really, was really a wonderful idea. And, you know, in, when we met, um, it seemed like there was some interest in maybe sort of taking the next step on coming up with some more um, defined designs or design ideas for for exactly how we could implement um that that fundraising fundraising effort so um yes yeah, so i i came up with a series of slides i did you know a little model and i came up with some visuals to show you know just some ideas about how we could um how we could do this i, I also want to say um that uh you know I did go out to the site one day and I dragged along um, five of high schoolers, my son, Bo, and um, a number of his friends, including um, Carolyn's son, Ben. And we had a great time. They helped me measure the whole entrance to the school. And I talked them through what we were coming up with. And actually, a couple of the designs here were generated with their help. So I thought that was really, really cool. And I was, I was happy that, that they sort of got into the project with me. Um, they are, you know, 16 year olds, so it wasn't the most linear thing at all <laughs> at all times. <laughs> but but it, it was fun nonetheless. So anyway, um, yeah. So this is the the front the the 
place we're talking about. This isn't a great view. This is, shows more maybe of what we're proposing. But um, the area, you can see the brick area, um, so sort of right behind mm -hmm. the flag in front of the entry. But I'm going to go to the next slide, uh, which actually shows exactly what we're talking about here. Um, so as, you, as it exists today, there's a ramp. Um, and this is in the bottom left of the image. Um, the, the ramp as it exists today, I measured it, uh, doesn't seem to be compliant to code. I know it's a, a sort of a loading ramp, but, um, you know, nonetheless, I think, you know, and, and, I, and I totally understand that this is potentially a different project. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I thought it was it would be good to just sort of create a more holistic vision of, of what we could do here. Mm -hmm. um, and then beyond the ramp and the stairs, um, also not totally compliant because they don't have handrails, um, we have these five panels of brick. Um, they're more or less the same size, but we <laughs> I actually had the boys measure how many bricks were in each one. Um, and um, so, yeah, we have these five panels. And, you know, we talked through some ideas with, with the group when we were out there and, um, you know, just how we could replace them. Um, I'm, I'm bad with names, so and it was a while ago. But one of the gentlemen that I met, um, you know, had, had um, talked to a brick supplier, and you know, we, we did a little research on um, you know what they could provide. Uh, but I, basically, this page just outlines exactly what we have. Um, yeah. So what what could we do with these five panels? Um, so I came up with a number of ideas, and again, or, or we, because the, the boys helped me as well, um, of, of what we could do to make these, um, make this area like a little more interesting, interesting instead of just like a one-for-one -one, um, replacement of the bricks. And actually, you know, at the end of the day, I think that'd actually be really tough, because if you count the number of bricks here, um, there's quite a few. So if you were just trying to replace all of them, and we're starting at like one end and got to the end, I mean, it'd be like 50 years before you replace them all. <laughs> so um, how could we integrate a design into this um, that was maybe a little more sparse, uh, a little more interesting, and um, make it also uh, something that you could implement over time? You know, like you could replace one brick with, if you do another, like if you did a fundraising effort every one year, every two years, or however you wanted to do it, you know, these bricks could be replaced. But the design sort of works from day one. Um, so this first idea was a map of Medford. Um, it's pretty simple. Um, again, the idea of the blue bricks was something that I think a lot of people sort of like. So um, here I've just rendered it in, in blue. Um, I think there's, there's different, um, just another word on the bricks is that, you know, you get the bricks, you can have a, um, a name or some sort of message um, stamped on the bricks. So that's that's sort of what makes them unique, just to make sure everybody knows that. Um, but here, for a map of Medford, you know, for instance, to my previous point about implementing it all and then sort of stretching things in and out, like you could do the whole city now in blue bricks, of course, have like an initial fundraising effort. Um, you could have like... Um, special bricks for landmarks in town. You could have people buy bricks based on their geographic location in in the town or some place in town that they wanted to like, you know, have the brick with their name. So it could be somewhat personalized to those people. Um, it could even be like anonymous, but just sort of be based on a place, right? Um, so I think this is, um, you know, pretty straightforward idea. Um, I think, you know, 
exactly how we implement this and you know I, you know it's going to take a little more work with um is it mr mclaughlin i think that was, was sort of spearheading this yes um yes. just fig figuring out you know like exactly how many bricks and how we weigh them out and you know there's there's questions about the granite bands and all those things but uh, I, this this one is i i feel like pretty straightforward and um you know somewhat interesting um, the second one was the idea of, of putting a logo in the brick, and this would, you know, of course, be blue and white bricks. Um, you know, same kind of idea. You know, here I don't think it, you know it's obviously not geographically. Um, the the people donating wouldn't it wouldn't be by geography, but they could they could certainly choose where they wanted to um, put their bricks if if that was something or I we see the color of their bricks because here I'm showing three colors, like a gray, a blue, and a white. Um, the this one, this one's interesting. I was thinking about it a little. Is it is it going to be something that's going to be very recognizable from eye level? This is obviously an aerial view. I don't know. Uh, we need to think about that a little more if if, um, if people get really like this one. Um, this is definitely one of the ones that the that um, the uh, the boys came up with and they were like, can we do some sort of a wave or a, or some sort of a cool scientific shape or something like that, um, which I was super impressed with because it's not what I would have expected. <laughs> <laughs> I did a project a couple of years ago in Kendall Square for a, uh, a biotech startup and we did a, a mural for them inside the building that was based on this thing called a half wave. Um, and that's sort of what I, I just showed an example of below. Um, but I liked the idea that this, these waves, whatever we end up basing them on, could be implemented one by one where they sort of start to overlap each other. Like So like one wave could be done one year and the next could be the next. This whole idea of like swi swi switching bricks in and out. They could be different colors. Um, and of course, um, we're nearing the limit of my understanding of science, but I'm pretty sure that, that um, these kinds of um, sinuous waveforms could be based on a lot of different things, which could be really interesting. You know, it's based on this theory from, you know, from this science class or, or whatever. So I thought this one was kind of interesting. Again, whether it's going to totally translate, um, you know, I think we'd have to take some views and try to render it more from eye level to, to know. But I, I think it, it could be, this one could be interesting. Um, and then this one, you know, this was sort of like the simple one. Um, and I think it's it's probably the, the lowest hanging fruit of all of them. Um, I think you can really, you could still really do some really interesting things with just a simple repetitive pattern. It would probably be the least expensive too because you would only be buying the the special bricks um, uh, in in a smaller quantity, perhaps. Um, again, in the pattern, you know, we, this is just a representation of what you could do. Um, you know, it could be a couple colors. I think you would probably just do the whole thing right now and just put all the bricks in. Try to sell all of them. Um, I I just noticed that I didn't really calculate how many um, bricks, but maybe that was just because you could like. Um, contract or expand the pattern um, based on how many you actually sell. So you could fill the whole area. You know, let's say you sold a thousand bricks, that could fill the area. Or if you sold two thousand, it could do. You could do it as well. Or you could, you know, like you could scale it for like, for instance, in the bottom right, you could do um, 
person's name on the blue brick and the white would just be a, just be a white brick. You know, so there's a lot of options in how you deploy this. Um, and I suppose you could also do, um, you know, stages and replace bricks too. Um, but anyway, this one's pretty simple. And I think there's a lot of interesting patterns that you could come up with um, in this arrangement. Sort of it for the ideas. I mean, you know, there's there's no end to the amount of patterns and and, and and um, inspirations that you could that you could apply to this brick surface. Um, you know, I think I think you know we should have a discussion about um, how in you know how much we want to sort of how much representation we want in this, how much you know long term effort we want, you know, how many stages we want, and I think all those things sort of play a factor in in, in how you would go forward with any of these things. Um, and I, I think I had one last slide, yeah. So just in this one, in the bottom left, um, you see the ramp there. Um, the box with the X represents the actual length the ramp would need to be to be a 1 to 20 ramp, which, which means for every foot you um, go vertically, you need 20 feet of rise and that's when you have a 1 to 20 ramp you don't need handrails um, if you do uh, a 1 to 12 ramp which this which I, I believe this ramp isn't even quite a 1 to 12 ramp um, which makes it like, like totally not even able to be um, compliant um, with one to twelve ramp, you can do a one to twelve, but it must be you have to have handrails on each side, and if it's a certain width, then you need an inter intermediate also in the center. Um, so, but with the the X I've drawn in the bottom left actually represents a one to twenty ramp, which would not require handrails. It's basically a sloped floor. It's called. Um, and to that point, that this was the little um, this was the little design that I came up with. It's just a couple wing walls, perhaps some signage. I know we had talked a little bit about signage here. I think that's another thing that needs to be discussed. Uh, you know, whether you do signage here, wait, maybe you want some um, on the building. Um, I think the stairs definitely need some handrails to, to bring them into compliance. Um, but as I said, the, if you did, if you were to lengthen the ramp, which would mean to be clear, putting in a new ramp, um, and you made it one to 20, you wouldn't need the, the railings for it. Um, yeah, and this was just the little <coughs> design I came up with and had just a couple of views here um, of what it could look like. And I, I always like to put benches when I do schools because I know the kids will sit on them and, and you know it'll create these little social pockets for the school. Because I think this is actually a really nice little courtyard. Um, could be could be a special spot and, and Honestly, with my first son just being a sophomore, I don't know that much about how things work. He's like a vault. He doesn't talk to me at all. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think these like sort of many places for, for socialization and, you know, could this be like a senior courtyard or something? I don't know. But, yeah, that's that's about what I have. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, very much looking forward to hearing what um, everybody here thinks and if there's other ideas. And I see 
Mr. DeLeva has yes. raised his hand. So. Yes. Yep. So, Mr. DeLeva, you have a question? Please unmute yourself. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. More of a, first of all, I want to, this is amazing to see what a vision could be uh, for Medford High School. Um, just going back for my many years of, of, of teaching and going to different buildings and um, uh, Mr. Andreessen, I've known you, uh, your son for a long time and Ben, and you, you picked good people to, to help uh, measure. My question really is, and it's just a thought, and I, I always think about sustainability. And I think my question is regarding white bricks. You know, I just think of like my mom's house and I always have to take my shoes off because we've got all these white things that could get scuffed up. And I guess my, this is just open for discussion. Um, well, I love the idea of white bricks and I loved some of the, uh, the presentations. I just worry about the sustainability of keeping those bricks looking to what the vision could be. So I didn't know if anybody had it. I, I mean, I can take a first pass at that question. I have the same concerns. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think all the designs that I'm showing that I've shown are ideas. Things have to be tested. You know, I mean, um, white bricks. Yeah, I think they'll get dirty. You know, it just a, it's a it could be a maintenance issue. I'm I'm actually a little more concerned about how they'll wear over time, and whether it's a through color or whether it's a it's a glaze or something like that. I think we talked about that mm -hmm. a little bit in one of my meetings, but clearly I've it didn't stick because I don't remember. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely an issue. But there are other colors too, like the blue bricks. I think you know will obviously not get as dirty, um, but there may be some gray bricks or, or lighter color bricks to create a contrast with the blue um, or, or other colors that, you know, we find appropriate to, to, to this area. So, I mean, obviously the red bricks are going to be like sort of standard old style bricks, which I think is a good contrast to the others. But Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Um, does anybody else have any questions? Yes. So, uh, first class, I want to thank you so much for this work that you've put in so far. Um, it's, uh, you know, I look at this picture and I love the walls and I should go back and say that I have, you know, first of all, I've seen this area redone or um, so many times John trying and it's just never quite been solved. Um, and not, not only from a wear and tear perspective, but also I think um, from looking really inviting. Um, and I think the walls for me, uh, first of all, when I walk down it, um, I'm always concerned that someone could go over the edge uh, too easily right now. Um, and it's concerned me, you know, I know we have the long ramp, um, but that, you know, um, people use this ramp all the time. I, I know we use it as a truck so we need to make sure that it's big enough for for the truck but it just looks so inviting to have this um and to have the medford high school on it um so again just to give us this vision is really really terrific i am concerned and i think we talked about it some um that day about the wear and tear because we've put concrete you know in those dividers so many times and it just goes down the question is whether you know we really need to use granite um, even with the stairs I mean um, you know what what materials do we use 
so that there really is ask you about was the bricks bricks versus pavers um and i don't remember exactly but the ones that we were buying for the potential uh fundraising whether they were the same size or whether we'd end up replacing everything whether they're bricks versus pavers do you remember, or, or John? Do you remember that um, piece of it, or how? We, I, I know how he wanted. I know he wanted to sell um, uh, two sizes as well. Yeah, and um, the bricks of fifty years ago definitely uh, the sizes have changed over the years. So yeah, it it did present a little bit of a uh, an issue as far as that went. I you, so I think you're right on with that. So yeah, I think you would probably have to i mean if we were going to sell bricks you would have to do it as probably try to do it a section at a time if we were if we, if we were going to do that yeah well i, I mean then, sorry the brick, no, no the, the the it's my understanding that um and i'm thinking that basically anything that you're seeing here um in red um would need to be replaced and and would probably would that definitely need a new substrate. And I think that's the key point is that like all those bricks are going to have to come up and they probably want to be um, replaced. So um, what you would do is you would get, you know, however many bricks that are stamped and colored in that, but you would get the same size brick in a standard red color for the field and it would fill, you know, whether it's the exact size of the bricks that are there now, it, it, it probably doesn't mm -hmm. matter. I mean, Will it fit the exact same way? No, maybe we will have like one less course or, or you know, half less course or something like that. Uh, that's just a construction detail that. Um, right. So really what we're talking about is um, picking up all the old bricks and using all new bricks. Whether I, I, I would suggest that if you, I mean, if you want to do this so that it's going to last and, and. Yeah. I also think it would look better. Um, oh, for I sure. Yeah. In, in some ways, I mean, if we're going to do this, and of course we have to cost it out and figure out what we're talking then, um, but um, if we're going to do this, you really want it to look good on day one, and you want it to look so good that people then are just dying to get their name on a brick. And if you're taking out a brick and putting in a brick, then we're, you know, the bricks that we're taking out, we're going to be using someplace else or keeping for, you know, um, repairs down the road or cracked or something, you know, mm -hmm. but so there is a question of, of, of cost um, and both, both in terms of materials and in terms of um, uh, construction. I know that Doug had said he had some people uh, right now. He's kind of pulled back a little bit, but maybe we'll get him back. Um, so, um, but but we're also talking about the potential of the walls and you know so I mean I love the different options I can go the easiest option the most you know um, I like that um, you know I think that works for me but you know so do the more exciting ones the map of Medford I'm not so sure because I don't necessarily think about you know I don't necessarily think of my of
you um it's interesting um um i don't know but I, I think they're cool i think i think it's all cool you know thanks Kathy, yes. I, um, yes. I know when we met, yeah. this would be funded by the fundraiser itself. Um, but maybe this, you know, the scope of this, I don't know if it could be covered entirely by the fundraising effort. Yep. And John, uh, Mr. McLaughlin, I think when we spoke about it earlier this year, you had mentioned that, you know, it, once we started the fundraiser, you would have to like, if one section was going to be replaced, you'd have to buy the other bricks to replace it. Um, so I think that was something that we talked about earlier in the year or maybe over the summer. Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, Yeah, I, I mean, anybody that's been up there and all of us have been up there, you know, uh, uh, understand what what the situation is uh, walking into the front, you know. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, I would I almost like like the uh, idea of moving, trying to move forward with the project and then coming back to the brick project, even if we just did brand new red bricks and the wall and the beautiful wall that was drawn. Um, I think what would probably have to do is obviously draw it out in a detail in more detail for a scope of work and um, send it up a bit. And I think Fiona's on the call, and I and, yes. and, and, and I think Fiona. Uh, 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 I know that when doing the bathroom project that we'll talk about later, that um, procurement um, did tell me to uh, to grab an architect's rendering with a scope to push it forward with an RFP or request for proposals to see what the actual cost would be. Now, Klaus, would that be something that you could do? Um, it is. Um, it's not something that I could do for free. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't know the definitive answer for that. My firm is does a lot of schoolwork, um, so we are very accustomed to doing this kind of thing. But there are rules and regulations with um, how and what we do for schools. Um, of course, pro bono stuff is fine, obviously, um, but um, I would have to find out whether this is something that we can do. Well, yeah, and, 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 if, and if it, you know, uh, I mean, you could always uh, 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 submit a proposal as well, you know what I mean, yep. for the drawing and the, um, the, the, uh, to, to do it as well that we could certainly look into. I, uh, I know that um, the mayor um, is very interested in, in the front of Medford High School. And uh, capital monies and, and things, the possible investment of capital monies uh, to make this a reality. So, yeah, if you could submit a proposal, that'd be can great. I, can you know? I jump in, John, for a second? Sure. Okay. Go ahead, Fiona. Just, hi, I'm Fiona <laughs> Maxwell, the Acting Chief Procurement Officer here in the City of Medford. And this is 
such great work um, that you have provided. So we appreciate that and such lovely ideas. Um, but like John mentioned, from the procurement standpoint, there are rules and laws that we need to follow. And um, I, it sounds to me, I mean, and John, maybe you could really um, sort of explain more, but it sounds to me that you guys have uh, like a, a few different things going on here. And um, I mean, I understand the whole scope and of what you, you can, would like to envision. The brick idea is wonderful. There's a lot of communities that do do that as the fundraising part, as you spoke about. So I'm not 100% sure how that sort of works as far as a procurement um, perspective goes, but I can tell you that, um, for example, an ADA or ramp that has to is non-compliant and has to be redone is actually bid under um, Chapter 3039 M. Um, so if you have, I mean the the design work part of that is exempt from actually. Um, so we can um, pay or if the city decides to pay a designer to do those services, for example, an architect, um, we can do that without limits. However, if you're talking about doing a ramp and some railings and you're um, doing a project of that scope and it's over a certain dollar value, there are laws that you have to follow. So it does require, yep. It does require you to um, do a sealed bid actually, John, instead of an RFP under 3039M. So, um, it, it depends on exactly what you want to do. Um, for example, the, the the ramp is one thing I see. You mentioned signage. Signage is also another compliant of uh, 3039M, which means depending on the value, um, there are rules you have to follow. And, um, and then about purchasing bricks, I think is interesting, John, because if you if you're actually going to purchase bricks and then resell them, that to me is more of a, a deliverable good. So that's another spot of how you procure services. Um, I was thinking more like the city would just, you know, if, if they sold 25 bricks, <clears throat> the city would obviously fit the bill to fit in the rest of them that are blanks, right. you know what I mean, kind of thing. So I, I kind of agree with, I think, something you said, though, too. Uh, the brick idea is a fantastic idea, and it's just – it enhances the entrance of you know such it adds to what you're trying to do but it seems that the project it seems like that is something that um i don't know if it's something you figure in right away what exactly is your scope that you're trying to get done um if that's if that's revamping the entrance and doing more of a um like architect services and um adding some walls and adding some bricks and adding some new bricks and adding ramps. Um, you're talking about a, a bigger project. And, you know, honestly, you know, as, as I think about this and, you know, again, it, it, it definitely merits a little bit more conversation, but I mean, for instance, for example, um, you need an engineer, you'll need a structural engineer to design that wall. And you'll, um, with, with the, you know, I, 
I could do this, but you know, this could also be done by a landscape architect. You know, it, I, I'm, I'm like hedging on what what's more appropriate, but it, it, it merits some more conversation for sure. And that's another note I had too, because I think there was some discussion originally that I did include some landscaping services as well. Well, so, I mean, for me, just from a design standpoint, I would certainly want a landscape architect to to have some some input on, on how we finish the edges. So we're talking about a lot of different components sort of yeah. under one umbrella. And to me, it sounds like this would be a pretty, I don't want to say a pretty large project. So there are definitely sealed bids that we would, we would, and like John said, we would need some type of architectural scope of work or architect architectural drawings or we'd have to engage with you know a firm like yours agreed right. help? Yeah. Yeah. yes and mr deleva i see your hand raised again did you want to go ahead yes i i'm yes. sorry you know, it's, yeah no problem it's just a place where i look out my window and it is very important to me i think um i share um uh, committee member van Klute's, uh sentiments of everything that's happened in the front. So my question is regarding the bricks. Let's just focus on the bricks. The plan to, because in my, my mind, it's like you have to fill everything out at once, right? Yeah. But then I heard something, and, and maybe I misunderstood, that there was talk about taking one brick out and putting one brick in. Was that, did I miss that or was that, was I wrong on that? Well, that was original. That was originally discussed kind of like that, Paul, before we saw this beautiful rendering of the front of Medford High School. And then when all our juices start to flow and say, oh, boy, let's, you know, let's yeah. we gotta look yes. into this further. Yeah. My, my yeah. concern then was if we were removing a brick and putting another brick in, I just get worried about the structural stuff yeah. uh, based on, you know, the ground settles. I think that's yeah. some of our problems that we have currently with the bricks and um, things get loosened up. So, you know, my understanding, and I'm, I'm not a brick player, I'm just, you know, maybe my science brain is kicking in here. But once you set everything in, in place from there, like, you really shouldn't touch it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and the, the other thing I was just thinking I forgot to mention before was, like, it feels to me as we talk that there is a Project A, which is the walls, the ramp, the handrails, and new plain bricks set in the yeah. ground properly that's project a yeah and project b is and, and to principal deleva's point whether it happens concurrently or after <laughs> we have to you know understand a little bit better from you know and this is like sort of where landscape architect come in um whether those bricks can be taken out and put back in a in a way that would maintain the the integrity of the of the walk it's also an ADA mm -hmm. issue too. Kathy. Yes, uh, Mr. Russo, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the work and for everybody providing all your information, all the details here. It's as usual, far more complicated than I think. <laughs> it's not like building some new steps at your house um, where we don't follow the rules not. at all. <laughs> where, where we all just do it ourselves and don't pay attention to the building codes. Um, <laughs> But um, 
I, I just, from a fundraising perspective, um, you know, I feel like if there is a blank slate, meaning sort of what we're looking at right now, um, as the starting point, I mean, as somebody who would buy a brick, this is a much more attractive thing to buy a brick for rather than the current mm -hmm. setup we have where we're going to be like, which ugly half-baked falling apart brick are we going to pull out and stick my brick into? Um, it's just not very enticing. Um, obviously, the school committee member, I'll buy it anyways. But, you know, we, we need to sell a lot of bricks for this to be to make any sense at all. Um, and so um, having, you know, whether or not we build all this, or we say, this is what we're building, do you want to buy a brick to add to this once it's done? Um, I think that's sort of like a, I mean, I'm not a marketing person, but that would get me more interested in contributing to buy a brick. If you say, you know, there's the current high school, go take a look and see if you want to add a brick into that current setup. Um, I just don't imagine that um, that's going to be quite as attractive. I mean, there's, there's going to be a set of people, no matter what we do or don't do, who are going to buy a brick. But, you know, it's, it's after that first buy, um, people who would buy it no matter what, um, how do we make sure we can sell it to everybody else? Um, and having something, you know, beautiful, and to feel like you're contributing to something bigger than a brick, I think is definitely the way to go. Um, and, um, you know, I think that, uh, I, I, Paulette mentioned this, this middle wall thing here. Um, yeah, every time I go to the high school, I see that sort of cliff and think like, holy crap. <laughs> it's like, I just feel like it's, it's like just sitting there waiting and uh, somehow it's not, at least I'm aware of been a huge issue before, but it's just sitting there begging for somebody to fall. Um, so I, that's all I really wanted to say is that I really think um, getting it at, you know, figuring out what it would cost to just do it, blank slate, all new bricks, all new granite between all of the brick sections, um, making it compliant with, uh, with this uh, 20 riser, uh, 20 foot rise. Um, getting that number and then the bricks are um, added now funding wise things get a little more tricky um but i don't think any of us are if we sold every brick up there i'm guessing that still would not cover the cost of this whole project so we probably have to really well john's saying that maybe it would i don't know john uh but i mean i i guessing this is an expensive project and um but most of what's in this picture we should do anyways regardless of whether we're doing a fundraiser so um i think that for me is how i would want to approach it as let's let's clean this up let's make it compliant let's make it stable and all the other things and then the fundraiser next. Uh, you know it comes next or even comes at the same time, but, you know, with the understanding that, you know, you buy your brick, it's not getting laid this week, you know, next year, next summer, we're tearing this out and this is going to happen. And then your brick will arrive um, and be put in wherever. Um, that's just my thought.
wanted to mention, I know Bill's not here, but I know his original intention for the fundraiser was not to have those monies pay to redo this front entrance. The fundraiser was to raise funds for scholarships That's and for the students. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, like what? Oh, I think you might, Carolyn, we, we can't hear you. I think Fiona you're frozen. Am um, I frozen? You were frozen, so we missed some of what you said. <laughs> well, I, just said that I think it started, you know, the discussion started, um, you know, talking about the brick fundraiser and has kind of morphed into a capital project. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. Two different things, like Fiona said, yeah. which is great. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be a good architect if I hadn't done that. <laughs> I see another hand raise, um, Alicia Hunt. Hey, I think that I might put my parent hat on mostly to make this comment. I also have actually have twins who are juniors at the high school. Um, but um, I'm also on the building committee for the library. And they sold bricks as part of their fundraising efforts. And, oh, I think I froze on you. Nope, okay. Um, and they actually sold all their bricks and they like had to start looking for other things to sell. Um, but part of it is having a vision about what is it and that people want to put in for this new thing that's going to last forever. I think in my mind, you wouldn't do a fundraiser after you do a project you would say, here's what we're fundraising for. And if we raise enough money, we're going to do it. And in this case, I would think, I'd be curious, Clay, did you actually have a count of how many bricks? I saw the numbers on there, but I didn't do the math. There are their total. Because, I mean, we're talking, what? That's two, four, six, eight. You're on the order of 10,000 bricks, right? So think about, um, I would love to see you see us mm -hmm. look at this design get a solid quote for what it would cost to do this and it might be that we actually need to have for somebody to decide to pay for the engineering architectural drawings mm -hmm. and then get a good quote for what it would cost and then put it out there this we want to do this and we're going to sell all these bricks and how much do you have to sell a brick for in order to be able to raise this money so then this is our goal. I, the idea of selling, selling bricks to raise money for like scholarships and all for the students is a nice idea. Um, but I'm wondering if people might actually get behind the idea of renovating the front of the school and that's the motivator. And then once you've raised all the money, then you put it out to bid and you hire somebody to do the work. I mean, that's, and you'd have to market it. Part of it is marketing it. I would never try to think that you could support any of these projects by just selling it to the high school students or to the current high school parents. Mm -hmm. Like, market it to the community, the high school. Medford, American residents need to think about the fact that when you invest in your public school, you're investing in your whole community because these are people who are going to pay back their community. They're, go they're going to be contributing members of society and so to get everybody to buy stuff you know some of the expensive things at the library that were being paid for were being paid for by, by family 
companies mm -hmm. who did it in the name of people who used the library 40 years ago, right? So advertise this, find somebody who with a marketing background, I bet among the Medford High parents together a marketing campaign to actually raise real money here. And then maybe you could raise enough to redo the front and to have money for scholarships or other things for the students. And when you show that picture of that wall, I feel like that is a thing for the students. That contributes to their social life and their connectivity here in the school like now. So I just wanted, and I will tell you that I love the idea of a map. Nobody recognizes the shape of Medford. It's, um, I stare at maps of Medford all day long. So I, <laughs> but I think it would be kind of cool and educational. And as long as somebody somewhere could put a sign that says, this is a map of Medford. Yeah. <laughs> raise well, awareness. We could put a star in for Medford High School. Yeah. You know, you are here. Yeah. And then yeah. let people figure it out. Yep. <laughs> I know what that looks like. Nobody else gets it. <laughs> Kathy? Yes. So there's so many different things going on yes. here. Because remember, yep. we started this project sort of both, mm -hmm. um, you know, we had, Doug had this idea of doing this fundraiser. Uh, and oh, then. It's Bill. Bill. Sorry, Bill. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Yep. Bill, mm -hmm. Bill had this idea but at the same time um you know carolyn was coming yep. forward and saying look at this place and she's completely yep. right and certainly i'm voicing and have voiced for many years grave concerns about the continued safety of this area because and i do think that your first your first discussion always is on safety mm -hmm. um, we have to do something um because the, it deteriorates. John does his best. It deteriorates again, um, especially some of the middle, the, the middle places, and and the ramp. I mean, I'm, those are the two areas that I think are the most, um, you know, pressing. Um, you know, now we're talking from you know when Doug was talking about it, he was talking about hey, he knew someone who went to the vocational school who would who would help with the construction. And he was really talking about, we pop out this brick and we put in this paver. And we're talking about something quite different now. I mean, the project has evolved, It's mm -hmm. you know, um, but with the involvement comes greater expense, yep. certainly greater, um, greater possibility, um, but many, many more details to think about. And there is even a piece of me which is saying, hmm, I wonder if the... Uh, if we can proceed by getting together the measurements and the, you know, doing, going out and, and understanding what the scope of work is mm -hmm. quite separate from the fundraiser because, you know, because we need a, a starting place, but even doing that scope of work is going to cost us money. I don't know whether the mayor has money right now, um, you know, and it's not the best, year to even think about this but um you know how we proceed um i do think that talking about safety is a double-edged sword because as soon as we start talking about this somebody should be coming up and saying you shouldn't have a ramp like that you know uh, uh but at the same time it might make this move uh you know safety 
you know, concerns are always, are always the most serious. Um, so, I mean, if I think about next steps, my next steps would try and see, and I guess we would need the architectural drawings. Like, is there a way to get an estimate without going through the expensive architectural drawings first? Anybody know? I think I mentioned uh, uh, earlier, uh, um, I think I mentioned earlier, maybe if we had uh, some uh, a close uh, uh, submit a proposal from his company, I think we could get a uh, gain a better understanding of uh, you know what it would cost. Mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, would it, I mean even if we were you know even if we were to advertise and and, and Fiona, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, we would advertise to to have um, architects. Uh, do renderings and, and, and figure out what the price would be, I suppose, before and choose uh, uh, the drawing um, that we wanted. That's, I think. No, you're, no, sure you're that's, correct. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you could always bring this to a, to a site contractor mm -hmm. to get a number. Um, it won't be an exact number. You know, you could say we want to do the dots, and we want to do the wall. Yeah, and, you, and, and he, yeah, yeah, what you want to do. He'll give you a scope of what that might cost. Yeah. Because, and it'll be closer than anything any of us can guess. I think you uh, need but, to decide yeah. what it is you, what you really want to do. That, and that I could do. I mean, that, that I could do. I could, I could say, here's the wall, here's the bricks, you know. Construction drawings are, are the thing that, you know, will cost money. John, did you mention that the mayor mentioned she was open to taking this project on? I mean, is it even a possibility, do we think? Because when we first met, it was not, you know, I was, this is, will be paid for by the fundraising. It's, you know, no city money would go towards it. But has that changed since we've seen the potential? You're muted, John. John, do you, can you unmute or I can try to unmute you? Okay, John, I think you're unmuted now. Okay. I, I know that, <clears throat> I know that, um, uh, that some funding was freed up not too long ago and she had mentioned in her narrative about the front entrance of Medford High School, and maybe taking a bit of that to start or help or, 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 or um, you know, start a process going to uh, beautify the front, I guess, if that's the correct verbiage. That's great. I hate to say this at all, but the only question is, is um, there does become a comparison too, is saying, is this, is this the most important project? Um, it's high on the list, but um, you know, we've talked about bathrooms and you know, if I'm, you know, again, remember we started this uh, because Doug was proposing that, that there would be, um, this would be not 
an expense, and now we're talking about right. potentially a pretty big expense. And, and you know, if I'm if I'm on having to take a vote, and I'm thinking about you know bathrooms <laughs> versus you know I'm just pulling something out of the that I know we've talked about. Uh, so so it's you know obviously it's something we we all would love to to accomplish. Um, I just wanted to say, I would love... What about... I'm sorry, yeah. uh, Member Kretz. I was saying, I, I'm hoping to just get some numbers because, yeah. again, the original fundraiser was to support the scholarships. Mm -hmm. Now we've transitioned to a capital project. Yeah. And echoing Member Vanderkloot's um, most recent <laughs> comments, there is significant work that needs to be done in the high school but I, I wish I could just see some numbers on what it is that could be done. There could be some um, lower hanging fruit or it could be something that is done in phases. So um, whether, um, you know, getting, uh, I saw a different rendering of the high school with the letters spelt up, uh, spelt out on the um, right above the entryway doors on that big piece of um, paneling, yes. just saying school because um, you don't realize it, but we have the, the granite sign, but we don't have something officially on the building. Yes, right there where it could just have the letters and what would that cost to have the letters saying the high school? Um, what would it cost for additional landscaping or different landscaping? Um, that it, there might be some things that are lower hanging fruit that would be um, reasonable and then think in terms of our larger capital plan for um, the ramp. I, I do like um, the wall idea and having it also double as a bench and seating. I could definitely see students there, band students um, waiting to get picked up, uh, but I think we would need to be able to have some numbers to just be able to say, you know, yes, this is uh, an expense, but, um, you know, this could potentially be one piece. So it may need to be in phases um, and we stagger it over time, but work towards getting to this, um, you know, refate this beautification and just changing the whole entire front entrance. But I think the first step probably is at least getting um, some idea of what this work actually costs and um, how to move forward from there. Thank you, Dr. Maurice. Yes, and I was going to say, you know, the same thing. Um, so John, do you think you would be able to to get some numbers um, on like like the phases, maybe the signage, the walls, the ramp, the handrail, where that would be safety? Um, you know, and currently right now it's not ADA compliant. Um, and then, you know, is that something that you could as is? I mean, you could bring a mason in. I could show them the picture and say, okay, well, we might want to do, say, the first front half of it, you know, up into uh, where the railings are and the stairs, and then, you know, 
quoted out how much it would cost to do something like that. I mean, you could certainly do that, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, obviously, it's, you know, I mean, looking at it, you know, we're talking million, you know, a million dollars probably to do the whole thing uh, front to back, you know, just looking at it yeah. now, you know. I had delusions of grandeur in my head that this was only going to cost, you know, I'm yeah. looking at it going, oh, boy. Yep, yep. Um, This, this would look beautiful if we could do it all, you know, but it would definitely have to happen in phases. Um, and um, so, I mean, if that's something that you could do, John, that, that would be terrific. Um, I think I'm just keeping an eye on the time. And I, I know it's 622. We still have some more agenda items. Um, so <clears throat> are there any more questions? Um, if not, John, would you be able to maybe to, yeah, to get us that yeah. estimate? Yes. Yeah, yes. So, um, yes. Uh, and... So let's just say we do this project and in five years we're, you know, starting a major renovation of Medford High School. Mm -hmm. um, it, are, are we able to then salvage these bricks or, you know, are, so, you know, this is a project that I think people would like to see in place for, you know, a long time. Um, and so if we do a major renovation, are we going to be able to easily salvage these bricks, set them aside and then reuse them? Um, I mean, again, these these are details that you'd have to look into. I mean, mm -hmm. I think we would probably set them in sand and not in concrete. So in concept, they could be salvaged. I mean, <clears throat> that's never a one-for-one -one thing, you know. You're going to lose some breaks when you do that. Um, but in concept, it's more or less possible, I think, yeah. Or you just leave it and do the renovation around it. But yeah, I mean, that's less likely. I just had to ask that question because I don't want to go through something and then we do something major and you know, you've got heavy equipment rolling over them. So then they crack, they whatever. And, mm -hmm. you know. mm -hmm. yeah. So is it, do they, is it like the band trucks that like pull? Yes. And plowing too, sometimes, and plowing as well. Like a truck or like a bobcat? Pickup truck. Like a pickup truck or a city pickup truck yeah. going up on it. That's something that's good to know because I think the ramp, you know, it's a different ramp if you're driving cars on it. Mm -hmm. It's a different. It's a different, that's why you need a structural engineer. So he can just, you know, maybe, maybe it's a six inch slab instead of a four inch slab or something, you know, something like right. that. But it, it's all be tested. I mean, the other thing that, you know, I've sort of shown this like concrete, maybe granite, maybe on the walls. I mean, which one is it? They're not the same price. <laughs> no, it's a big difference. You know? So the granite you know, is much better. But yep. The granite will Much last forever, but it'll <laughs> yeah. cost you more. So. A lot more. Yeah. But, you know, this this is a concrete school, so the concrete's certainly not inappropriate. Kathy? Yes, yes, Ms. Van Um Right, and of course, remember, we also um, got sidetracked, but there was the long-term vision of the high school. So all of those things really weigh in here of saying, okay, how do we 
you know, Doug brought us something in the, somewhat in the same way where he, he, you know, had the volunteers come in and helped organize all, all the volunteers. And I think he saw this originally as this, this kind of project where he could get a lot of volunteers and he could raise money and whatever. Um, all of which has great value. Um, now we've, again, we've stepped over into something much larger because of now looking at the area and talking about it and, you know, hearing our parent concerns. Um, and, you know, so, so we've really got a lot of different things going on. The only thing we can really do, and again, just going back is, is, you know, get the, get the yep. price and, and start, start thinking about it from a financial term. Yes, I agree. Um, does anybody else have any questions um, on the designs or the Maywood High School front entrance? We did discuss, and, and I didn't announce it, but like the two the two agenda items, we just spoke about both of those. By the way, agenda item number six and five were just we just discussed both of those. Um, and um, I just want to, you know, thank Mr. Uh, Clay um, very, very much and the students um, for all of their input. It sounds like they had a lot of fun. It sounds like it would have been a really fun um, opportunity for them to, you know, to help with those design plans. I, I really think it's terrific. And um, I just want to thank you. Future, future architects coming out yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly. And um, it sounds like they had a lot of fun too. And um, I really like engaging them in this plan. It's it was really a nice idea. And um, I just want to just thank you and thank Carolyn Montello and Alicia and Fiona and Mr. McLaughlin for all of your input and help and joining the call this evening um, to talk about this. Um, it's just a, the designs are beautiful and it's so exciting. And, you know, I hope that, you know, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> it's just so exciting. They're so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yep. So if, if anybody, if, if everybody's all set, we'll move on to the next agenda item. And, um, and I'm sorry if we're running a little bit late. I apologize. It shouldn't be much longer. We have um, brief updates from Mr. McLaughlin on um, a couple of other items. The next one is agenda item seven, free cash update, Mr. McLaughlin, the renovation for the bathrooms and the generator. So I'll just, um, I'll quickly go over the report that I yep. sent out. Um, it's it's very uh, quick and easy. Yep. So the C building bathroom projects, okay. So I have, I have uh, drawings, renderings of it. I'm waiting to meet with the architect again um, to choose tile samples for the uh, overall scope of the project. Tile samples come in one, two, and three. Uh, uh, price range so it can affect the price dramatically so uh, when that comes in I will get together I, I the colors I was looking at were um, more like the science lab bathroom uh, theme uh, with the new uh, student bathrooms um, so uh, the last one of the times we met we did a tour after high school we were in um, stairwell uh, door 17 so we, we replaced all the treads. <clears throat> we had talked about it. So all the treads have been replaced all the way up from the bottom all the way to the top. So it looks pretty good. I have a price on the emergency generators, um, and it's, it's rather expensive. And with uh, to move the emergency generator outside and um, have a slab built and everything, it's going to be about uh, – 
um, over $200,000 to do that, to do that project. And I know that the free cash that we had, and I had, I took the liberty of having Mary Jo uh, look up how much money that we have uh, left in that balance. Now, that was the original one that um, uh, the, the three, I think it was 300 or 325. Uh, that was over a year ago. So there's 160,000 left in that, in that account of that free cash that we had. And um, between the bathroom project and this, I think, you know, uh, we're going to need a lot more than that because the bathrooms originally, the, the reason why I brought an architect in for the bathrooms is because when I brought contractors in, the price was mm -hmm. so high that uh, um, the job and procurement told me that I needed to get an architect to render the drawings of the, of the bathrooms. So uh, that's why I did that. But um, so we're going to be having, you know, we're obviously going to be mm -hmm. running into money problems as far as uh, for both those projects. So um, we'll have to keep that in mind as we move forward. And um, the Andrews School roof is completed. It was completed this summer. I think that was in a previous report. Mm -hmm. And I know Alicia was on the call. And, and if, she, if she could add, uh, I think with this, when the solar project, I would assume it would be uh, next summer if, uh, if the uh, solar project moves forward. Then uh, the speed signs are on order. They should be here in a couple of weeks. So we're planning on putting one in the McGlynn Andrews complex. Uh, going out towards the McGlynn school through the Andrews. But if it, suggestions, I, I mean, the locations on the stone, we can certainly uh, talk about that. The playground service and uh, that money was from um, the grant, uh, CPA grant. Now, they finished the Columbus today doing the soft surface. They're moving on to the Brooks tomorrow and have to finish it on Sunday. So uh, you have to wait 48 hours for the, uh, for the soft surface to cure. But um, I mean, I'm very excited that, uh, that this project very excited about that. And the radio project that we did, uh, we had a security grant. I think it was $37,000. So we brought in Cybercom uh, to, to upgrade our radio systems district-wide. Um, so what we were planning on, what we're planning on doing, or what we, uh, we've already done phase one, which is we added base station radios in all of the um, uh, principal's offices in all the schools. And um, we, we have uh, radios that we're going to distribute, but we're also putting up a repeater system so that we can um, link in with the police and the fire, that all the schools are going to be able to link in together. And um, it's just going to be uh, 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 amazing. Uh, uh, it, it's one of those projects. It's something I hope we never have to use, but it's going to be in place. And uh, that's going to be in uh, uh, phase two was just approved. Uh, through procurement so they're going to start working on that very soon and that's all i got i besides the bad news about the money i i i, I wanted this to keep be light and, and uh about you know so much good stuff going on that you know uh between the lines of what we're trying to think, accomplish yes this way to cook go ahead uh, thank John, you i think it would be really great if you could get some photos 
of their, of their renovated um, school playgrounds and bring them yep. to a school oh. committee meeting. Um, you know, just, you know, seeing any of the, like the pictures that we saw tonight, um, it, it really helps kind of make you feel, you know, yes, we are, despite all the needs, uh, there's there's great accomplishments. Absolutely. I'll, I'll take photos of uh, at the Columbus uh, finished mm -hmm. project tomorrow, and mm -hmm. then I'll go over to the Brooks and maybe get a, a, a couple of photos over there, and that way you'll understand you. uh, the scope of the work. But, yeah. Thank you. Peter has his hand up. Oh, he does. Okay. Uh, Peter, go ahead. I, I can't see the hand. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, so, uh, also on that, we do have $40,000 to spend for a design grant on the McGlynn um, Elementary and Middle School. Uh, so we're just, um, everything else that's been going on, we're going to be reaching out to the city side to see how we actually, uh, I see Fiona actually just dropped off, but we're going to reach out to the city side, <laughs> make sure that we have the procurement and all that type of stuff done so that we know how to put it up because what we want to do is we want it to be a very inclusive process um, and that the, the McGlynn playground, so that soft surface alone would have been well over $500,000 to remove and replace. They're also, they just go in landfills. Um, so in, you know, with the Brooks and the Columbus and the Roberts the year before, those playgrounds weren't needing a lot of work. The playground at the McGlynn is um, susceptible to flooding uh, and has some more significant challenges. The playground is still safe for use. There's nothing wrong there. Um, but if we're gonna be investing over a half a million dollars, we really felt that we should, um, we should look at the, the entire project and look at something um, for all students of various abilities um and various paths in life to really have accessibility to, to that playground and where it is so centrally located in the city it's not just a school playground um as all of the playgrounds aren't just school playgrounds but we want to make sure that it really is something that calls to all of medford's children and just the sheer size of it i think it's over fifty thousand square feet just in the soft surface which, I mean, it's a massive, massive playground. So um, when we put that out, we want to do it right. We don't want to rush it. And we just haven't had the capacity to invest the time in that committee. However, uh, we will be launching that uh, probably in the next week or so, putting a call out for volunteers, looking for people with architectural backgrounds, design backgrounds, um, and people to specifically look at ways that we can design that playground well. Now, how does that play into the $40,000? We want to make sure that whatever company we contract with to do the design on this um, understands our wants to make this as inclusive a space as possible in both its execution and its design. Yeah, me and Pete did speak about it um, just within the last couple of weeks that, we, you know, we're going to uh, ramp up and uh, start to, uh, we don't want to lose that money. That's for sure. So we got to go find a way to spend it. And uh, he knows hanging out with me, I find a way to spend money really quick. So uh, <laughs> we'll uh, get right on that for you guys. Yes. Yes. Mr. So go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, um, I had thought um, that we were actually going to be 
having a meeting or a walkthrough to discuss the, the, the resurfacing that is uh, at the Brooks and the Columbus before it happened. Um, I was over at the Columbus actually earlier this week because my son wanted to go over to get a piece of Japanese knotwood because <laughs> he went to school there and that's his source. <laughs> so we get over there and, you know, and, and of course it's before the work had started. Um, but, um, you know, most of the equipment is broken or missing completely. <laughs> So did we really just resurface around a bunch of broken equipment without no, thinking no. about whether we're... No, so we, spent, um, we spent about $20,000 replacing every piece that was broken. Every single one of it was replaced before we even did the surface. All of, oh, you know, the uh, slide bars and all that stuff. Yeah. And we went down there and we took out the mushroom heads because they're, uh, they're not, um, you know, Crazy. accessible anymore. And yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we, we were in there two weeks before that uh, with the guy. Uh, he came in and we had a whole list of all of uh, the equipment that needed to be replaced, fixed, and we did it all before we did the surface, yeah. Oh, wonderful. That makes me yeah. super happy because it was just listed as resurfacing and I was a little... No, 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 like... no, no. Yeah, no, I apologize. Okay. You know what? I, I, I probably could have explained that a little bit better. I was kept talking about the... But no, we, we at the same thing at the Brooks too. We went in there... We replaced slides, we replaced, you know, anything that was busted up, all got replaced. And now we're going to, um, you know, now they're doing the surface. So those two phases to the, uh, to the, uh, to the project. I apologize. I, I, I oh, should have been clear. Yeah. Thank you. That's great. That is great. Great news. Um, does anybody have any, does anybody else have any questions for Mr. McLaughlin? And by the way, we did just discuss the last agenda items that were here for John um, we just talked about the solar speed signs and the playgrounds. So we did cover all the agenda items and we got a couple of extra additional updates. Um, if there aren't any more questions for Mr. McLaughlin, um, the last item of it on the agenda is additional recommendations by this committee. So if anybody has anything that, you know, they want to um, see on this um, at one of our upcoming meetings, which we'll plan as soon as you know I can. <laughs> um, please send them in to me and I can share them with Mr. McLaughlin and Mr. Murphy. And if we need to, you know, get anybody else involved, we'll do that. Um, so, you know, just please feel free to share it with us. And, you know, we can always add, I was planning just to have three meetings this year, but we can always add on an additional meeting as we need to. Um, and if that's it, if there are no more questions, um, is there a motion to adjourn the meeting? Can I just... Oh, Mr. Okay, Ms. Alicia, yes. Yes. mentioned this so briefly that I just want to make sure that people are aware we are working to put out to bid solar and battery storage at the Andrews School. So we go on the roof, and if everything, if the pricing comes well in well, it would be a car uh, canopy as well in front of the school. And that we are... Working, our goal is that there would be any noisy work would happen during spring break next spring, assuming that it would, spring break occurs when it occurs, and that anything that occurs between spring break and after that would be very quiet, just wiring type of stuff, and then the canopy would be installed next summer. I just want to make sure that people, I, I know I've emailed a, a couple of the people in the administration about this and John staff's been very involved, but I don't want it to be a surprise to anybody. You know, it goes out to bid and people say, what, what, what is that? I didn't know about it. You know. Thank you very much. Um, 
Mr. Dr. Cushing. Yes. Uh, just curious, Alicia, um, is there any chance of this for the McGlynn in the future or is that building not situated properly to receive the best solar? Um, so the biggest roadblock for each of these is the roof. The, as you guys know, we resurfaced the roof for this and we had to go get money separately for that from free cash. Um, so if we had the roof redone, we could absolutely do solar at the McGlynn. People would love it. Um, it's easier to do these projects. Is it worth doing time. a uh, car canopy there um, in the interim or... You know, at least from the back I've back. had people propose that. And so it turns out that when you do a car canopy, there's a lot of steel involved in the construction. When you do these projects the way we do them for a school, we don't pay the capital costs. We basically say, if you build it, how much will you charge us for the electricity that comes off of it? Because the upfront costs are higher for a car canopy, the rate is higher for something that's just a canopy. By blending it together with a roof, we would pay a little more than if it was just a roof project, but we would pay less than if it was just a canopy project. And I will point out that the battery and the off-grid capability, we have a grant that's funding all of that. That piece of it, we would not plan to do at other schools unless somebody figured out that it was financially worth it to the city because there would be an additional, like we're bringing several hundred thousand dollars of grant to pay for the battery and the off-grid capability. Awesome. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And does anybody have anything else? I'd make a motion to adjourn then. Second. Okay. And roll call. Uh, Kathy Kretz? Yes. Paul Rousseau? Yes. Paulette Vanderpoot? Yes. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Have thank you, night. everybody. And I hope you have a wonderful evening and a great weekend. All right. Thank you all very, very much.